Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 29th of May, 2016. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And anytime you're ready, brother. Well, um, like I said, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of great things going on. Um, I've had Matt, uh, who had been in the Netherlands, and um, Matt, um, his wife is still overseas, and he's endeavored to get her back home, or to get her home, and um, a little sickness and this and that and the other involved, and so I told him that if he'd get on the call and he'd let us know he was in here, that we would take and... um, We'd run energy on the situation with his wife and, this, you know, the things that he wanted done because they were all things that you could easily uh, agree with. But I'm I'm kind of hoping he'll come in there. And uh, so you keep watching for uh, Matt Mossler, M-O-S-T-L, something on the order of that. Anyway, it might just be... Um, Matt, uh, but he's no longer in the Netherlands. He's now stateside. And um, we want to watch him. And um, I've had several ladies write me and ask different questions and so forth. And I'm hoping that they'll type in uh, and ask their questions. And um, with that, I'm just going to stick MJ out there and turn him loose and let him take and uh, play. Uh, come on, crazy ball, kickball, ask that question, ask it one, ask it all. Come on, this time we need to play some real kickball. Go ahead, MJ. There it is. Uh, can you hear me? Hey, yes, sir. Hello? We got a, we got a hand line on you. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, you're right. Prior to uh, coming into this call tonight, uh, there have been quite a few people that have emailed. And and uh, I would just say for the folks that are going to be listening to this call for the first time, you know, um, go back and re-listen to the last five calls and you'll have all you want to know about the Jubilee. But I'm going to go again this call and just touch on some um, key components of it that, um, you know, People have been emailing me, you know, asking, say, I'm not Catholic. Uh, since when, for instance, one question said, um, when did Moses turn, o- turn over the authority to, you know, the Catholic Church? And and so, okay, what I want to do is just talk to a couple of these things. And, but before I get going in that, um, last week there was a, a caller uh, uh, or listener on the call that brought up um, – Motu propria, and 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 you know I kind of uh, you know said hey look we talked about that in previous calls which which we had 
Um, but I'm now putting a link into the um, into the chat room, and if you click on that, you can go to and read uh, Motu Propria. And basically, what you've got there, this is the first act that um, Pope Francis did, um, and effectively, what it did is it said <clears throat> that no longer can these people. Um, clothe themselves with their office. In other words, they can't say, well, you placed your trust in us. We can do whatever we want to do. In fact, what this act does is it says if they are in breach of trust and they can't, they can no longer say that they're a member of the state and therefore they're clothed in immunity. Rather, they have um, individual culpability. What this act uh, that was issued forth from the shepherd of shepherds uh, who holds both the temporal and the spiritual sword said they now are individually liable for for these misdeeds. All of them, the, the entire world, every, every single office of trust, if they go into breach of trust, they're individually liable and their individual estate can be attached. Now, um, that's very important okay to understand um when you when you think about people people said well let me go and just ask this uh answer the question the young lady wrote me uh about how did how did uh, you know the pope get the authority well when you read the bible and you read about moses and you read about abraham and noah and what you're reading about is is you yourself on on one level i mean i'm not saying there is not a a real level to it as well a physical level uh but what i'm what i'm going to say is is i'm going to talk to the metaphysical level on jacob's ladder and and i'm going to frame this presentment in the metaphysics of of the mind okay so moses is your rational mind okay and and Moses is the part in you that kind of wakes up and says, hey, something's not right, all right? <laughs> Something just doesn't seem right. <laughs> and, and so when, when you get the commission, okay, there's something in you. At first, you think it's all you. You think it's uh, something's not right, and damn it, I'm going to find out what it is. And you think to yourself, this is of your own volition, and this is, you know, you're going to find out. And it doesn't dawn on you that the divine mind is working through you. And it is only by the graces of um, of God that which you have come to the point where you can at, at least recognize that there's an oppressor. And that uh, maybe, just maybe, at first this doesn't dawn on you, but because you think to yourself, I've got to get away from this oppressor. I want let me go. Let me go so I can go worship the Lord in the in the wilderness, you know. And and that's all you want to do. You say, look, I I want to lie down in in peace and quiet and eat my bread. And I don't want to live with a contentious woman. I want to eat my bread in peace. And I'm not talking about the, the ladies out there. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to live in strife with uh, with humanity. And so you think to yourself, well, I like to get away from this. I like to live in peace. And, and 
as you continue on this path, one day it dawns on you that if it wasn't for the friction that is always wearing upon you, you probably wouldn't have done anything. You'd probably be sitting right here in the same spot, you know, and and there would be no growth. And so, you know, we give thanks for the oppressor. We give thanks for the blessings because all things happen for the, to the good for those who love the Lord is what the scriptures declare. So the oppressor is for my good, okay? And it may not seem that way, but it is that way. And so it is for my development and my maturity, so my maturation. So where did the Pope get the authority for Moses? Well, come on now. If Moses is the rational mind, then the authority by which is vested in that office now, office, let's just define office. Office means duty. The word office doesn't mean a place where you go to business. The office means duty. And we get this from the scriptures because Pharaoh said, when you go to perform the office of the midwife. Okay, so this is the, the midwife is title. Office is duty. So, when you know, when you look upon that office, that office came into being um, upon a claim which was issued back in 1302 upon the heavens and the earth, all of it. Okay, well, what are the heavens and what are the earth? Okay, this is why he claimed the office of the vicar, because he claimed the intercessory or the, or the, the intermediary between the heavens and the earth. So isn't that what Moses, didn't Moses do the same thing? Wasn't Moses the one who climbed up the mountain and inter was the the interceder between Israel and and God. And God told Moses, "Hey man, you better get down there because if even a dog touches the base of this mountain, it's going to be dead." All right. So you make darn sure they they appointed you to come up the mountain. Okay. So here's the thing. Long ago in thirteen o two, they came up the mountain. They made a claim. And not a peep or an utterance was heard in opposition. Nobody issued a counterclaim. Nobody came forth and said, hey, hold on a minute. Nope, I refuse that. Nope, not on my watch, not for me and my house. No, no one issued a single word. And they began uh, through long custom and usage. They went forth and, and took dominion. And you'll say to me, well, Martin Luther issued uh, a beef. No, he did not. Martin uh, Luther, he he issued his problems with it, but he did not bring forth the counterclaim. He may have stapled a list of grievances to the to the door, but he did not bring forth the counterclaim. Therefore, their claim stands at law. They have the highest claim. Because no one, like I said, none of the states have come forth and, and rebutted that claim. No, in fact, just the opposite. They've all ratified the claim in their silence. If they um, had a problem with it, then, you know, they should have spoke up. People will go on and on, and they'll tell you the 16th Amendment was never ratified, and I will tell you, yes, it was ratified. And you say, well, it wasn't ratified by the hands of delegates, and I'll say it was ratified by the states who had over 80 years to come forth and say, we got a problem here. And they did, not a word was heard. 
it was ratified by implied consent. Okay, if they had a beef with it, they'd have come forth and said, we got a problem here. So, what we have here is a system of law which is um, dependent, it is a child of divine law because there is no there is no commercial, no admiralty, no constitutional, um, no canon law, no military law, no positive law, no natural law, uh, and I, we could go on and on to 22 different forms of law without the very one at the very top, the alif, the divine, the divine law. Okay? So therefore, okay, Moses being the, the rational mind, they brought forth a claim. Nobody said a peep. No one brought forth a counterclaim. That claim now stands in canon law as the highest law uh, of on a, over all the states, over all the waters. I'm going to say it like this here. It's the highest law, save divine law, over all of the land and over all of the sea. And over all of the air. Okay? And so let's call... Uh, what is the Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 says, for our God is a consuming fire. And we know that John 1, 1 says, um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we have the word being made flesh. Okay, I'm flesh. I therefore am a thought in God. The word is flesh. Okay, and the word was a thought in God, and the word was God. Okay, now listen to this carefully. Now, I'll just go ahead and apologize right now to a lot of you listeners who, like Gary was saying, um, and he's right, quite a few people are just sick and tired of being beat over the head with with the King James Bible or religion in, in a sense. But I'll just apologize to you up front, but, but I have to say this, that I'm using the Bible because the claim that, brought, that came forth at international law was based on the Bible. It's based on the King James Bible, okay? Actually, um, King James is a version of the scriptures of which came forth. They, the Vulgate is probably more precise, all right? So um, we've got to go back to those scriptures. And whether you like it or not is of no matter. That's where the claim is. That's where the sword is. And the question is, can you wield the sword? So now we go back, we come back into these scriptures, and we say, okay, we have the law of the fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is the word. The word is the thoughts of God. Well, now let's go forward to Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. And it says, let this mind be in you. Now, the mind is where the thoughts reside, I hope. Let this mind be in you. Okay, now, remember we say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hopefully, the thoughts are in the mind. Let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus, who did not count it robbery to be thought equal with God. Now, therefore... The only place you can go to make your claim is in the law of the fire, which is in those scriptures. Now, the question is, do you believe that you can be redeemed? 
Okay. Now, somebody will say, well, now, Michael, you are now committing adultery. You're mixing law forms, and thou shalt not mix. Okay. And the clowns come on and talk about white and black, and that's just ridiculous. All right. And they talk about mixing races, which is absurd. Okay. But thou shalt not mix. Do not mix law forms. Correct. I'm not going to mix law forms. I'm not going to claim from the bottom up. Okay. If I claim from the bottom up, I'm already I've already agreed that I am a servant and a slave. Okay. <laughs> servant, slave, subject, same word, same word. Citizen, all the same. Now, um, we have uh, a debtor. That's that's all the same. So debtor, slave, subject, it's all the same. So. What we have here is a situation that my claim must be in God. Well, what is God? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay? So the Word is God. So my claim must be in the Word. Okay? And that's where I'm going. I'm going to Leviticus chapter 21. I'm going to Leviticus chapter 23. Okay, and I'm saying, okay, now, all of this other laws, all of these other things came into existence um, under, under, and in the providence of God. Now, if you want to go even further, you want to read one of the most beautiful chapters, I believe, in the entire uh, Bible, and that is um, the fourth chapter of Daniel where the king of manly kings came forth, Nebuchadnezzar, and after his reformation, and he said, let, let me just tell you how it is, folks. The Most High dwells in the kingdoms of man, and he will put on the throne whomsoever he desires, and he will remove from the throne whomsoever he desires. And now Absolutely. we're going to go forward. We're going to go forward to... Um, Jesus standing before Pilate, and Jesus said, and Pilate, he says, Jesus said, look, you would have no authority over me except that my father granted it. Absolutely. So, so you say, well, now I hope that I have connected the dots where you now see from whose authority does that pope sit. That pope sits under the providence of God, and whether you like it or not, well, I'm whether or not, you know, that stings a little bit, well, tough. And and if it stings to the point where it's like, um, uh, okay, I, I can't take that uh, from my religion, well, then don't take it from your religion. Take it from law and, and take it from claim and dominion and how these things came forward. And let me tell you something right now, the, the more you study those scriptures, I've got at least 15,000 hours studying these scriptures. And the more you study these scriptures, you will find that the law that we have today came directly from those scriptures. And that the world is moving according to those scriptures. And so here we are today. There is no such thing as group salvation. You cannot come as a corporation, being corporate in your interests, five men, uh, when I say men, follow my analogy now, stay up. Uh, when I say male or man or him, I'm talking about the mind. If I say city, I'm talking about consciousness. 
Okay, when the Bible talks about that great city, it's consciousness. When it talks about the man, it's mind. Okay, now, so what I'm what I'm saying is is that um, <clears throat> as we come forth as priests unto the Most High, we come forward as little children because none of us have come to the to all of us fall short. The, the Bible says all all have fallen short of the righteousness and the glory of God. Okay, so none of us are able to stand before that throne in our own righteousness in regard to keeping all the law of that kingdom. Okay? And so um, we have to put on clothes. Um, How do you say it? We have to have an advocate. Okay? We have to have an advocate who can come before us because we can't stand in full liability before El El Yon the Most High because we have fallen short of that glory. We have transgressed that law in some and many times in our ignorances and other times in full full transgressions in our lusts. Nevertheless, we have fallen short of that glory and therefore it is it is required that we have an advocate that can stand before us in the divine court and and, and this is akin to the high priest. And the scripture declares who is the great high priest who is in the order of Melchizedek and stands before the heavenly court forever and ministers on our behalf. Is this not Yahushua HaMasaiah, Jesus the Christ? Is this not? This is the divine mind which stands before the divine court. Do all things in my name, my way, my character, my renown. And so as we bring forth this claim, when there's only one name in which we can claim it, and that is the name of our great king. You okay. know, that's great. Break, 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 just a second. God dang, this is too good. You're correct. We can only bring it forth in that name, the character, the nature of those actions. When we make those claims, we come as the Jesus called the Christ, operating in their midst. Now let them piss off the sun and watch what the hell happens. See, these people have not understood the law. They've always thought the true divine law was so high, so lifted up, so righteous, they couldn't do nothing, they couldn't touch nothing. They just had to beg for it. Quit them begging. Get up there and call the shots. You've got to decree the thing. Go ahead, MJ. You you hammering hard and solid. All right. So so okay. So that's let's go back again and let's say it again. Let's 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 nail it down and get it nailed down good. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who did not count it robbery to be thought equal with God. Hallelujah. Dang it, I love it. All right, now listen. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Okay, then he says, serve the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Kiss Son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. And blessed are they 
all that put their trust in him. Blessed are they all. He is talking about us. They best not piss us off when we're using the true law. The true law. Okay. Moses <laughs> came uh, was Moses was elected. Moses was chosen. Moses was um elected to the office from the divine to go forth into the Pharaoh's courts. Now it Aren't was not the power. Wait a minute. Aren't we all called, chosen? Now, the question is, are we going to be faithful? Now, here's the, that's exactly right. I, I, wanted to, I was going to pull that together. Now, if you even have this thought in you that you're going to do that, then do not think this is of your own volition because that would be an error. The mere fact that you have this thought is by the graces and mercies of God, okay? So we all... Uh, uh, as we come in to these to this awareness, and we give we give praises and glory to the Most High, and now we go forward as ambassadors, clothed in the royal garments. Awake, awake, and put on the royal garments. Absolutely. Right? So we oh, go in clothed with the royal garments, and we utter. The the divine law and it, did Moses bring the people loose from his strength? Absolutely not. He came forth as an ambassador from the throne, okay, from the divine, and then he and and it was the divine power which brought the plagues. It was not of Moses's power to bring the plagues. Moses was a servant by which the Spirit worked through Moses, just like Jesus said, and this, I tell you this one thing, put down your pom-poms with Jesus. Jesus said, of myself, I can do nothing. Absolutely. So it is the Spirit which works through Jesus. So the mind is doing the, the mind is doing the kick ass and take names. That's why we call it the divine mind group. So you can understand we we got a guy on here right now that, see, he's studied, he's dotted the I's, crossed the T's, and the boy is sharp, and he ain't no boy. I'm just using that term because he's younger than I am. <laughs> Lucky part. <laughs> but but he's got it together. He is right on the money, folks. Please listen to it. This guy is on it. He's telling you the truth of it. Go ahead. Okay. Well, let's speak about the spirit for a minute here because the people, the spirit just kind of, okay, so let's go to Luke ten seventeen. I'll read it. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, "Lord, even the devils are subject unto us." Now get that again. I'm going to say this again because we're going to come back to it. Even the devils are subject unto us. So they said the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Now, and he said unto them. I've beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That's kind of strange. I mean, come on. How, I mean, that's kind of a strange thing to say. They come back and they say, even the devils are subject to us. And he comes back with, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now listen to the next one he says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, to you Bible students, I'm going to reference Revelation chapter 9, verse 4. And you go check that out. 
Okay, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But listen to the verse 20, and we'll tie it together. Notwithstanding in this hour, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. Now, hold on. They said the devils are subject to us. He said the spirits are subject to you. Then in verse 21, in that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father. Okay, let's read it again. They said the devils are subject unto us. He says don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you. And in that hour... Jesus rejoiced in spirit. Now, we got us a problem here. They say it's the devils. He says it's the spirits that are subject. Then, later, Jesus rejoices in spirit. Now, let's go. just go to our Strauss Concordance. And we'll look up Greek word 4151. And we're going to find that word 4151 is pneuma. Pneuma. And you're going to find that this word pneuma means mind, mind, mental dispositions, okay? Now, that's what we're talking about here. Moses is the rational mind, and you've got some elements of your mind which will flat out kick your ass. They are the Ishmael part of you. Okay, they were born in you through Hagar. Okay, this is your emotion which came to Abraham and said, your higher mind, and said, look, come on, take my bondservant and, you know, bring forth the child. This ain't working. Like, I, it ain't working fast enough. This meditation I'm doing, this ain't working. Okay, so you come over here and let's get us a child. All right, well... You see, this Ishmael was a wild ass, right? Okay, always braying and fighting against his brothers. Well, this is an aspect of you, of your mind, that kicks your ass, all right? And all of us got it. Every <laughs> one of us got it. And this is why, you know, Jesus disciplined the 12. He taught the 12. It was an inner circle. It was a closed and Pardon me, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. It is what it is. If you don't like it, I don't care. It was a secret society. It was closed. It was absolutely closed. Because when they asked Jesus, they said, how come you talk in parables, man? He said, hey, it ain't for them to know. It's for you to know. Those that are without in your carnal five-sense nature are not to know the spiritual things. The, the, the divine mind teaches the spiritual things to the spiritual man, the, your, your, your spiritual self. And when you are ready, then he sends forth the discipline, the taught one, out to, the, to your outer nature, and your outer nature is even redeemed. Okay? So look. See yourself as a sixth day spiritual being and you are you have got the the mandate go forth unto pharaoh pharaoh is the king of your five cents um five cents i'll say outer lower mind your carnal mind he's the king 
okay, and you're going forth and you're saying, look, let my people go. Well, if you externalize the kingdom, when Jesus called the 12 and he sent them out, he sent them out to the world. And what did Jesus say? Look, don't be of the world. Don't be of the five-sense carnal nature, you know, okay? So he sent it out to the world, and why did he send the 12 out to the world? He sent them out to the world, the 70 and other places, to, to redeem even the lower nature. Okay? So now listen to this. If our, if our, you've heard the saying, to each his own, which is another way of saying, you know, I've got my own limited five-sense-oriented mind. Okay? That's mine. It was given to me. I can choose this way I'm going to go with it. And then there's the higher self in me, which is Abraham. Ab, you hear it? Ab, Aleph, Beth. Aleph is the strong man. Beth, the house. The strong man of the house is the spiritual man. And then there is the strong man, Jesus Christ, the divine mind. And now listen to these scriptures. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city... Your city, your house, your conscious mind, divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I say by Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, it says, they shall be your judges. Think about it like this. They shall be your Elohims. They shall be the ones who you prostrate yourself to. Okay? But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? Now, Pharaoh is the strong man. Pharaoh sits. Pharaoh is the, is the shepherd that was set up at Zechariah 13. You don't like it? Take it up with the word. Yes. All right? He sits down there according to that word. Okay? Pharaoh and those who overcome sing the song of Moses, Deuteronomy 32, because they understand that these powers sit in the world because they sit under the providence of God in order to raise up little children to become mature adults, mature minds. Okay? So, who can throw out the strong man except a stronger man? And I guarantee that most of you on the call are not strong enough to throw out that strong man. So you'd best be coming in the law of the fire. If you come in the law of the air, you're toast. The law of the of the uh, the land, you're toast. <laughs> In the law of the water, the admiralty, you're toast. You best be coming in the law of the fire, and you best be clothed in the royal garment. And he said in Hosea 4.6, let's go there, Hosea 4.6. You see, I mean, people don't like to talk about law, Gary. They just don't like it. They say, oh, we just want our pie, and we don't want to worry about law. We just want, you know, it's, you can't be double-minded like that. You, look. You put you put your back to the plow, or don't put it to the plow at all. Don't put it to the plow asleep. and then pull away. You know. I, I so agree. I agree. I agree. And here's the thing: 
you and I are going to blow the trumpet from every aspect that we can possibly think of. We're going to speak righteous and holy and clean language and high moral, and we'll sweep down to the bottom of the damn hill and raise the whore out of her bed and the drunk on his throne. And, I mean, it don't make no damn difference. I don't care what I have to say to them as long as I can get a hook. Long well, enough for them to stop and think. And once they go to thinking, see, they're going to see this. That double-minded man cannot expect anything. They're at war all the time. These people understand that. One minute they're thinking and they're wishing and wanting a blessing. The next minute they're over here worrying about the some damn uh, uh, Goliath of a uh, uh, government that's going to whip their ass. I mean, you you can't be there. You you either going you either got it in your mind that you can overcome and why. And if you understand true law, you'll understand that if you use the concept of that law then hot damn, we're going to kick your ass. It's that simple because that that's in us is going to make us overcome. Yes, See, sir. See, that's the beauty of what you've been saying about with the Jubilee. A lot of people don't understand. Listen, we make this Jubilee, that Pope has done demanded that. Even the secret treaty of Verona had stated that instant his law is made manifest, it must be obeyed. You're right. These bucks well, are going to come out here and and their estate, their property, their this, their that is going to be jeopardized. Let me tell you something. Like the fellow said, when one or two of them realize they have no standing now, and you think the higher-ups that know this are going to back them up? Oh, no, Bubba, they ain't going to put their butt on the bonfire for you. I mean, it's kind of like that, uh, what's that damn commercial they got? Uh, you expect to pay for insurance, you know, and you expect it's got this. And they say, oh, no, uh, you got to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. See, that's the problem. Everybody's got the insurance of bullcrap that we've been taught in churchianity and in the political system. But now the people are waking up. They're learning about the house of bonds. Hell, we've been put back in bondage just like the stories and the analogies of ancient Egypt. We're in the house of bondage. And so what are we doing? We're being traded on the international stock market as a bond. I mean, you, you, you got a pretty good handle on it, MJ. Well, that's right. It's exactly right. That that our trust has been pledged, according to Isaiah 36. They came up for war. Uh, they captured us, captured our minds through a war. And come on, folks, go back to your Revolutionary War. They captured your mind in war, and then you pledge your trust to the state. And you're now that your uh, your pledge is made, they hypothecate the, the pledge and sell the pledge. And if you don't need any other evidence of what I just said is true, tell me why is there a department in the corporations called Human Resources? Now, come on. All right? So, come on. I mean, I, I guess I, I just I want to I wanna talk a little passionate tonight. I want to be, you know, come on. Let's, 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 let's wake up. Let's come on. Come, well, I'm here to tell to you it, right, right now, you got the liquid lights on you. Because I can feel the energy, even the hair on my body standing up. So keep going, brother. I mean, some of them poured some oil on you, and it smells pretty damn good. All right, so Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So what? So what is it, people? Are we supposed to turn our back on Gnosis like the clowns would have you believe? Jesus himself said, in those days you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, knowing the truth requires knowledge. St. Paul said they have a zeal for me in regard to their lips, 
Oh, they speak lofty things in the name of Jesus. Oh, we love Jesus. But according to knowledge, not so much. Okay? Okay, and what is it said? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And it's in the great book of Hosea, for God's sake. Hosea means salvation. Okay? Because thou hast rejected knowledge. Wow, geez, now, did I, I don't remember rejecting knowledge. When did I reject knowledge? Well, every day you get up and you go to your TV and you go to your radio and you go to whatever hog slop you go to is the day that you reject knowledge. <laughs> the day that you get up and you feed your mind. Jesus said it doesn't defile a man what goes in his mouth. It defiles what comes out of his mouth. And they're so stuck on their mouth feeding their corner belly, they don't realize the mouth is an allegory for your mind. It doesn't defile you what goes in your mind. It defiles you what comes out because what precedes the deed, hopefully, is a thought. Okay? And yeah. thoughts are based in knowledge. Okay? And how can you have a will if your knowledge is imperfect? So because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will reject thee, and thou shalt be no priest unto me. How can you be a priest unto the Most High if you don't know the Most High's word? What is, the, what is God? In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Okay? Yes, the claim which imprisons you is, the war, is, is undertaking in the word. The power of which they have their standing is through the word. Go read it. It was in Sanctum in, in 1302. Uh, we went over it a, a couple of calls back, about four or five calls back, in great detail. We went through the Triple Crown in great detail. Who has, who holds the kingdoms? Who let it out? Who has the administration? It's all spelled out in these calls. He says, but, but because you've rejected knowledge, I'm going to reject thee, and you will be no priest to me. And seeing thou hast forgotten the what? The law of thy God. I and will forget thy the law of thy good. The law of thy good. Oh man, it's called good. So 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 let's let's you know, let's quit playing fairy tales. Let's quit let's quit committing whoredoms and and all of this trying to mix this, that and the other, you know. Let's let's go to the place, the only place where we can go. Well, let's go to that place then. Okay, let's go there. Let's go to Isaiah. Let's go to that great book of Isaiah. And before I go to where I want to go, I'm going to go to Isaiah 46:23. Come on, I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna take you around. No, no, 43:26. I'm gonna take you around the Bible a little bit tonight because. This is where you're going to get your justification, okay? You are not going to get your justification coming in and saying, well, you know, this is my legal name and this is an album. Forget it, all right? Um, all right, it says, Isaiah 43:26. put me in remembrance. Now, think about that for a second. This is the divine speaking to you. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to remind you of Hebrews. It says, Lo, I come in the volume of the book to do thy will, O Lord. And people say, well, that's talking about Jesus. No, it's talking about you. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. De listen now. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. 
Well, how are you going to declare and how are you going to put into remembrance if you don't know the law of, the, of, of God upon which all these systems are built? People say, well, it, it's, it's the systems are legal, and legal is just, you know, that's ungodly. Come on, man. What a bunch of horse shit. The kingdom of God is legal. The kingdom of man is legal. Keep it legal. If you've got the duty of the trustee, then do your office. If you have the duty of the, uh, the office of the beneficiary, then, then sit back and be upon that office. If you have the administration, if you've been called to do a certain thing, it's been laid on your, your heart, go do it. All right? But keep it legal. Do not commit adultery. If, you, if you've been put on your heart to go before the, the, uh, the king's estates of this world, to go before the kings and the potentates of this world, keep it legal. Come in the name of your great king. Don't come under the name of another potentate. And if you think you're going to come in your own name, which has already been bought and sold and hypothecated so many times and so much debt has been laid on your shoulders, it's ridiculous. You have to come in the name of above all names. And the scripture said, you will worship me where I place my great name. Well, the name of Yah is the great name. Okay? You say, I am. I'm going to say it, Yah. The name of Yah is the great name. And listen to it. Yahushua. Yahushua. Okay? So now, let's go over here to Isaiah 52. And let's start up here at 52.1. It says, Awake, awake, put on my strength, O Zion. Put on my beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. Remember now, I'm going to bring into remembrance. Don't think about it being some city full of human beings. This, the city is consciousness. And consciousness is the place of the mind. All right? For henceforth, there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Are you ready to put your back to that plow? All right, are you ready to call Jubilee and go out into the wilderness and be the woman of Revelation 12 who feeds directly from the, from the cup of God? Okay, because what did Revelation, the woman of 12? He, he brought her out in the wilderness and he gave her two wings of a great eagle. And if you didn't know, people, the eagle is no evil symbol. The eagle is a symbol for God. And you go and you read, you want to know why the eagle is a symbol of all the kingdoms of the earth? Because they have made their claim in God. Okay? Now let's go to Isaiah 52. Well, let's 50, 52 too. Shake thyself from the dust. The dust. But you ever walk in this earth and you get a little dust on your feet? What did Jesus say? Peter, I got to wash your feet, son. If you want to have any place with me, I got to wash your feet. And Peter said, I, I, I don't want you washing my feet, Lord. You're too, you're too holy and too... I can't have you washing my feet. He said, look, man, if you want to sit in the throne with me, you're going to keep it legal and it's going to be righteous and it's going to be equitable and you're going to have no place with me unless I wash your feet. So you're going to put, you're going to have some dust on your feet, some misunderstandings if, if you walk in this world, some confusion. The place of Babylon, BBL, is the place of confusion. Shake it off. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. 
Now, hold on. Right there, it just said, oh, captive daughter. You think they don't got you by the neck? Oh, they got you by the neck and then some. They got you by the neck so bad that people, when they actually decide that they're going to actually go ahead and take their 401Ks and their IRAs, they've already done it. They just haven't actually gone and take the money out. By law, they have full right to come in and take the money out today. They just haven't done it, okay? Whenever they feel like they're going to come take every bit out of their checking accounts, out of the IRAs, the 401Ks, they've come do it, all right? <laughs> because you pledged your labor, all of your labor. They can take it any time they want. Okay, now listen to this. <clears throat> for thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourselves for nothing. What'd you get? I mean, come on, what did we get? What did we get that we sold ourselves for? What What did we get in return? Did we get some sense of community? I mean, it seems like to me what we get is oppression day and freaking night. Okay. And ye, but listen to the back half of it. And ye shall be redeemed without money. Money, money's not going to redeem you. The only place you can go for redemption is to go to the place, the great place where where the Lord placed His name. Okay, Yah. He placed His name in Yahushua. And why do you go in the name of Yahushua? Because that's the name of the king of kings, because all the earthly kings sit vassal in his throne upon the mercy seat. They are vassal kings. That's where you get your money from. And you say, well, that's fiat money, Michael. Okay. And God said, let us make man in our image. Fiat means to decree. To de- to decree from the mouth. And God said, let us make man in our image. That's fiat. Man himself is fiat. <laughs> we shall be redeemed without money. Now listen to this. For thus saith Yahweh Elohim, my people went down a fourth time into Egypt to sojourn there. Well, pray tell, where do you think Egypt is? Well, it's right here, right now. Okay, Egypt is the house of bondage. Yes, sir. Okay, and the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. All right, now therefore, what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for nothing, that they rule over them to make them howl, saith the Lord, and my name continuously every day is blasphemed. For what cause? Why? Well, to go back to Hosea. What did he tell Hosea? He said, go marry a whore. Who do you think the whore is that Hosea is marrying? Who do you think that uh, you can find it in the mirror? And I take no exception. I do not set myself apart from that. Okay? He says, therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he that doth speak, behold, it is I. And now listen to this beautiful verse. How beautiful upon the mountains, the nations, the high places. The mountains are the place of high consciousness. What did he say? Get ye up into the high mountains. He told Lot, flee to the mountains. 
Elijah in the mountains. Jesus prays in the mountains. Always into the high mountain. Get you up into the high mountain. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. Oh, but look at Peter's feet. Peter's feet had to be washed. But look up at the feet of the one in the high mountains, the one who has not forsaken the law of God, the one that knows that this law is his life. What did Jesus say at Matthew 4, 4? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Praise y'all. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Now, are you a watchman on the wall? Are you the one who brings forth the witness of the seven eyes upon that stone and throws it at the feet of that statue? Are you the one who is called to this purpose? Are you the one who is coming to this kingdom in this hour for just this purpose? Are you the one who will risk his life to go into stand before the king knowing that the protocols have not been exactly followed? Are you the one when the king says, I will give you up to half the kingdom, will you then turn in love for your people and say, I just want that my people to be taken care of? Or will you fall in greed and say, yeah, I'll take half the kingdom. Make me the new king. All right? No. The watchman shall lift up the voice, and the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again my eye. All right? Well, now let's go. Come on. Let's go again. Let's go on to the, to the, the new covenant. Let's go over here to the great book of Philemon. Because we need to find out. We need to see what the Word says. We don't need to think we got a handle. We need to know we got a handle. All right? So, here we go. And Philemon, there's only one chapter. And let's just say, let's start here at, um, let's see here at verse 10. He says, I beseech thee. Beseech who? Philemon. Who is Philemon? Philemon is the church, the church, in this day. Now, it ain't hard to tell which church we're talking about. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus. Now, you need to know a little bit about what these words mean. Onesimus means benefit, okay? Now, um, now, who is this? Uh, he said, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. Now, Paul calls Onesimus his son, okay? Think about Paul not as a man. Think about the son Onesimus as a group, as, as the true body, the true ecclesia that is like a runaway slave from the, from the modern and ancient churches when they fell away and ran out into the wilderness because they couldn't, they couldn't take it anymore. So Paul begot Onesimus in his bonds, okay? Which in time past, which in time past, Onesimus was to thee unprofitable. Well, why unprofitable? Why would Onesimus be unprofitable to the church in times past? Because they can't understand Onesimus. 
They don't even know what the word means themselves. How are they going to understand someone who has who has a charge from the, from the kingdom? Uh, they they can't understand Onesimus. But but then Paul says, but now profitable to thee and to me, okay, whom I have sent again, and therefore receive him. That is my own bowels. In other words. Who do you think birthed the Roman church? Paul birthed the Roman church. Haven't you read Romans 13? And we're going to get to that. Who I would have retained with me. In other words, the elect children, he says, I would have retained with me. What did Jesus say? I thank thee, O Lord, for for keeping, O Father, for keeping the elect in this world. Okay? And, and, not that we're going to fly away on a big bird in some kind of rapture. Bullshit. Okay? There is duty. There's a purpose. There's an office. Okay? For those that know the law, to bring forth the witness and the truth upon a church which has become Laodicean. A little bit of this, a little bit of lukewarm in that. There is a duty and an office to bring forth this, this uh, truth. Okay? Who, uh, again, Jesus said, of myself, I can do nothing. The Spirit worked through Jesus. The Spirit works through you, through your mind. It tells you, get up and go. That's why you eat the Passover meal fully clothed with shoes on your feet, because when the order comes, you go. All right? Whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But listen to what he says. But without thy mind... I would do nothing, that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. In other words, I don't want to send him back to you because it's a matter of necessity. I want to send him. I want to send him back to you because it's a matter of your desire. You want to know the truth. You, and look at the world. Look at the state of the world today. It has been brought to such a low estate that even the world bankers are coming together saying, maybe we should file Jubilee. I mean, hell, who knows? Let's see what happens. All right? So perhaps, for perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. Not now as a servant. In other words, subject to your church. Oh, no, sir. No, no. Not now as a servant, but above a servant. This is why you claim jubilee, folks. Not now as a servant, but above a servant. A brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. In other words, the church has become Laodicean, and people are going to be part of that seven-eyed stone that has been thrown at the feet of this statue, the weak, the weak uh, brittle uh, clay mixed with iron, the Roman empires, okay? And that, foot, that, that, that stone is going to be thrown at those feet. Now listen to what, at verse 17, if thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee or oweth thee anything, put it on my account. You got that? I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it. Albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even my own self besides. 
I just like the way Paul writes. He said, let me just remind you here, folks. I'm the one who put this all together. You wouldn't even have an office. Hell, you even owe me your very lives. Okay? So you got a problem, put it on my account. And, you know, it's just so incredible when you when you see this, um, when you see this being brought forth, you can be redeemed. You you have to go to the place where um, you okay. Do you have authority to to uh, enforce this claim? No. Did Moses have authority to enforce the claim he had upon Pharaoh? No, he did not. Moses had no power to go before the Pharaoh and say, "You're letting them go, government," and that's all there's going to be to it. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. And it's the same thing with us. You know, you, you come forth with your claim, you know, I want to um, go free out of the house of bondage and I want all the debt relieved. Okay, okay. Um, in whose name? Okay, first of all, who are you coming under what authority in, in, the, in the name of which king are you coming in? Because you better be coming in the name of some king. okay. What gives you the right to make this claim is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, the word gives you the right to make the claim. And your claim, therefore, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Therefore, your claim is in God. And that makes people nervous as all get out, so be it. If they can't wield the sword, get back and let someone who can wield the sword wield it. All right, so it's time to come on. It's time to quit playing. It's time to quit playing games. Let's get on with it. So we have therein, um, I'm going to make the claim in the word. Did not the, the Pope make his claim in the word? If you go read Unum Sanctum carefully, you will find he did. Every bit of his claim is in the word. Okay, now... Um, Therefore, since his claim is in the word, and since God is the grantor of that claim, because clearly how long has he sat down there? 1,300 to 2,000, there's a good, what is that, uh, seven, 700 years plus? Now, I'd say that, uh, what did uh, Gamaliel say regarding uh, Paul and the boys? He said, hey, hold on a minute, boys, you better be careful about stoning these boys because uh if this thing be of God, you know, we want to be real careful about it. He said, but if it's not of God, well, we ain't got much to worry about because it'll be up up one night and gone the next. Well, I mean, that thing's been sitting there for 700 years. I don't know. You tell me. So we got to go back to that word, and we have to go to the law of the fire. For our God is a consuming fire, and he threw the three into that that furnace, and there stood one one beside them, a fourth, one like the Son of Man. All right, and the fire could not touch them. Didn't send their clothes, nothing. Well, the fire might be a little too hot for some people that you know. In fact, I guarantee it's too hot for some people that you know. And if you told this story that we're laying down, these truths that we're laying down tonight to some people that you know, they would look at you and tell you you're crazy. Because if they get thrown into that furnace, it's going to burn them alive. Okay, it's going to burn them from head to toe. 
All right, so uh, the question is, is when the scripture says he gave his only begotten son, the word, who is surety for all this? The word, Hebrews 7.22, and Jesus became a surety for a better testament, testamentary trust, a better estate, okay? So the word is surety. Okay, and when when you look at the cross, you look you can look at it as a legal settlement of all debts, all sin, all legal transgressions settled in the cross. But you better come in the name of your advocate, the name of your great king. Okay, and and this is a renewing of the mind. How would you even know? The, the legal aspects of any of this, unless by the graces and mercies of our great King, our Lord and our Savior, your mind has been transformed and renewed and brought to a higher state of being, resurrected out of the dead and brought up to life, a spiritual life for which you now can go forth into the world, sent, disciplined, you can go forth into the world no longer a disciple, but an apostle clothed in the royal garments. And so you go forth claiming in the name of your great king. Now, some have said, okay, talk to the, to the um, mechanics. Should I take my claim and should I go record it in, in a manor role down here in the state in which I undertake. You can if you like. You can you can deliver it directly to uh, the principals if you like um, via the mail system. You know, it doesn't, you know, if you want to do it that way, that's fine too. Um, they say, well, no, I don't want to record it on the manor rolls because, you know, I don't want to be subject to... Listen, if you are using the post office... Well, on a couple of calls back, one of the one of the um, offices in which I recommended you copying is the the Postmaster General of the of the United States. All commerce goes through the post office. Without a post office, there can be no flow of commerce. Okay, so that was probably going to be an office that you're going to want to copy. Now, if you're going to send your um, your uh, uh, claim through the mail, um, by very by its very nature, it's a commercial claim because it travels upon the, the, the law of the waters, the, the admiralty law, okay? So by its very nature, it, it, it's, it's being, I think this is really beautiful, actually, because it just came to my mind. Thank you, Father. It's Moses trapped being put in a little reed basket floating on the waters. Great. It's great, you know, because, you know, or if you take your claim and you go record it down at the, the clerk, county clerk and recorder or the register deeds, depending on where you are, um, that's fine, too, because what you're doing is you're going to um, send your um, claim clerk to clerk. You're going to basically pay for a service, um, and then after recording return to, about, you know, his, you know, uh, holiness, Pope Francis at you know the Apostolic Palace, 
Uh, you know, break, 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 just for a second. You know, I've been thinking about that. You and I had been kind of bumping back a couple of things. And uh, I knew that I had to file it at the courthouse where I uh, they initially filed the birth record. And uh, I happened to have property over there. And uh, I had to file it in Texas because, God, there's well over a trillion dollars worth of assets of my family that the uh, Republic by the state is now holding. And uh, I realized that if I would take and fill out that document, you know, the cover page and then the notice uh, um, and um, affidavit claim of Jubilee um, on the next page and then just a short and sweet down and out uh, claim, that uh, once I filed it and given the service and the notice from the agents and the principal principals and I put the S on it on the closures, that uh, at the bottom, before I sealed it off, I would put uh, copies to. Mm-hmm. And I would list every one that it was going to. I decided that what I would do would be what we call chin-a in Chinese martial arts. I was going to do joint locks. In other words, I'm going to lock their fingers, and they're either going to move or I'm going to break them. And um, everything that we do has got to be a solid move. But when we take and hit it at the feet and the toes, in the local area that we are, and we send it to the high end. We're letting them know that, hey, Bubba, if you don't act, uh, you don't have no uh, no uh, cloak to hide behind because uh, the big boys, the tall hogs at the trough, uh, they're going to get to eat some of your corn, and they're not going to give it up and lose for themselves. They're going to burn your butt, so you need to kind of jack your tail up and get over here and get in line. And uh, it's kind of like popping that mule and uh, telling it, uh, "Come how come hey, you know, gee on up in there. You got to know what the hell you're doing. You know, if you're going to plow that ground, I don't know about y'all, but I walked behind a mule before, so I understand that. But anyway, MJ, you just keep on plowing. I mean, man, this is really good. So, yeah, okay, our, our, so people, yeah. our people have to understand, and now is that time. Okay, so you just spark something in me, throw it at the toes. The toes are not the head. The toes touch the earth. And so let's 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 um, go military for a minute. And we learn in the military, follow the chain of command. We don't uh-huh. go to the top first. You don't go to the captain. You start down there with the chief. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. let's um, let's let's do that and. Let's file our claims in in the the manor rolls and in the courts or wherever we need to. But we take certified. We we make sure that, like you said, all the different officers and all you have to do so that your actual claim doesn't bear markings of um, notaries or whatever. You can take a cover letter and call it notice of jubilee claim, and and you can literally have witnesses sign off and have the witnesses themselves um, be notarized. You yourself, your signature does not have to be notarized. Just all it requires to to, to file any document in the, in a register of deeds or a county clerk and recorder is the is the notary witness of one of the witnesses. Okay? True, true, uh, true. And you can also do one other thing. When you go down to where you put the L period 
or capital L period, capital S period, locus sigillii, meaning the location of the seal. You'll put your name, let's say, and uh, however you're going to write it, and uh, you know the comma, and then you'll write the small word seal, put your upper carriage line on top of it so you got a signature block. And when you get to where seal is, you can do one of two things. You can either cut yourself and take blood and put that blood oath on it, or you can take red ink. And the reason that red ink is there is that it will show true on every document. And uh, that way you know the original was filed. You say, whoop, 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 here we go, right here. And uh, uh, I've done that before. I mean, I shut down courts and stuff because of claiming the law. I made a judge give me a safe passage on the record because they were flying Admiralty flag. And as a captain on deck of the ship, uh, if he would grant me safe passage on board and off board the ship, I would be glad to approach the magic. I mean, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I had but, to... but I'm going to stop you there for one second. I'm just going to say this. I understand what you're saying, but I, remember, we are not claiming in our own blood here. If our own blood was sufficient, then then that would have been you know, a long time ago. Since no, no, wives, but what, what I'm saying is that when you use the blood seal, it is the seal. It is certifying that it is your DNA, that it oh, is okay. a living, sentient individual. It's not saying that your blood bought it. It's saying that you are this, and they got DNA to track it. So you're giving multiple levels of witness for the body, the temple. Now, if they want to come against that body, the temple, they got to deal with the God of that temple. Uh, and see, that's, that's really right. what. Yes. Th- see, that's what we're really dealing with here. Uh, uh, if I put my blood out there, or they come on it and they come against it, remember, I'm like Abel. My blood's gonna call out from the very grave itself, so to speak. You may think you have me in the box of civil death. But I'm here to tell you, there's a voice right here that's going to rise up because the life is in my blood. You follow? I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? I, I understand where I, you're coming from. I, I do, I'm not planning on no claiming. I'm I'm not planning on no claiming. I'm the sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, I just understand some of the concepts of what that means. That's why certain kings, when they would sign, if they were sun kings, they would uh, uh, bleed the finger. And uh, that's why the red uh, wax seal became red, because it was a symbol of the blood uh, of that king. <laughs> well, I, I would say it's like this right here, that uh, here's how I did it. I I took a um, red ink pad, and I dipped my thumb in that red ink pad, and I took my thumb, and I used my thumbprint to, to place it over the top of my written signature. That was the seal. I sealed it in my thumbprint in red, and then Absolutely. I claimed... That, my claim is, okay, the, the, the blood of the, the Passover lamb, which uh, Corinthians tells us that Jesus Christ became our Passover, so, and, and therefore uh, the blood of the lamb is upon my lentils and my doors. In other words, metaphysically, I understand the blood of the lamb is the word. Oh, I understand what you're saying. I, I perfectly agree, and I think the the red ink is excellent. I mean, that's how we sign every document. But I do also know that when I put my blood finger on there, I'm telling them, whoa, 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 wait a minute now. You just made a statement. You said we're purchased by Jesus Christ if you're going to do that claim. Well, if you're going to do that claim, that's a claim they've made in law. 
Now they've got to come against the very knowledge that they're teaching and pro- and proclaiming. You, you see what I'm saying? This is what I was trying to explain a couple couple of calls back. Is that if if they go in breach of the trust of their office, um, they're not necessarily in breach to me so much as they are in breach to the grantor who granted them the claim. And and Unum Sanctum, the grantor is 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 the Most High God, and I would hate to be in those shoes. Man. Well, that's what I'm saying, Sue Brother. I mean, I, you got to remember, uh, they taught me in. Uh, well, the Mossad or the Secret Service in Chinese, uh, you double-stroked them. I told them that wouldn't work because the guy might be wearing a vest. And they said, well, what would you do? I said, I'd triple-stroke him. And um, so, I mean, I ain't saying nothing else, but nevertheless, uh, if I'm going to go after him, I'm going to make damn sure he ain't going to get back up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so... Remember, though, now, let's see, if you're like Moses, you've been cast out upon the waters, you've been put in that reed boat, all right? You're in that, you're in that reed, okay? Remember, the reed, okay, how did they measure the, the new city? Well, they used a reed, okay? The reed is synonymous with the canon, okay, because the city is consciousness. So, okay, you're Moses in that reed, Okay, you are Peter and the, and the others in the boat. These are aspects of you. You're in the boat. Therefore, when Christ came to Peter walking on the water, is this not akin to you getting an idea in your head that I can file Jubilee? I, I can do it. Listen, how many people do you know even know that Jubilee year exists? Okay, so, okay, now the question is, you know, not are you going to do it, but how are you going to do it? If you keep your eyes fixed on Christ, you can walk on water. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, water are the peoples, nations, tongues of the world. Revelation seventeen fifteen. And the water which thou sawest is the peoples, nations, and tongues of the world. Okay? Okay. Now, and, and, okay, to take about this now. The triple stroke, outer court, middle court, most holy court. I have been trained as a priest and a prophet basically all of my life. And I know that there are certain things that one must do, and they're all really in the mind. But I had to learn those concepts externally before I could internalize them. And and see, we're at a place now. I mean, I used to pray for this and didn't even realize what the crap I was praying for until I got here. But right. man, here it is. It's all around us. So what do you do when the letter goes out and you get a phone call that says there's a first-class ticket um, that's going to fly you to uh, Vatican City, and what you're going to do is you're going to praise the Most High, and you are going to give thanks, and you are not going to premeditate one word of what you will say to these people. Rather, you will surrender yourself entirely and how do you know? How did you even have the idea to do this? What what brought you to this call? Yeah, <laughs> and, come and, on, people. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And see, this this is what I'm saying. Even when I wrote up over five years ago, I wrote up uh, an oil lease contract, and it had this jubilee term in it. I used to teach this back in the seventies 
about the Jubilee and the scriptures and all these different things. Uh, I mean, and here we are now. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm jump certified. I'm halo certified, and I boogied at high altitude and everything else. But uh, the fact of it is, is I don't get on a bird no more. But if I did get one of them tickets, I'd say, okay, Father, uh, I know you know where the boat is, and I'm the boatman, and I'm going to see her. And so I'm heading to the papal sea. <laughs> you know it. You know it. And you're not to premeditate what you'll say because what you're, what, it's not going to be you doing the talking, just like he told Moses. Don't worry about it, Moses. You, listen, listen carefully. Moses stuttered. He did not have a legal tongue about him. Moses didn't have an audible tongue about him. He couldn't put five words together without tripping all over himself. You got it? So... So he said, "Don't worry about it, man." But later, notice, you know, you know, after he had a little bit of experience, he he was able to lead. He was able now. Now, what's what? What are you gonna do when when you get this claim? Remember Isaiah chapter four verse one. Let's go over here in Isaiah four one because you know, he who has given much is expected much. So yeah, certainly yeah. what ain't going to happen is I'm going to go home and, and sit in my luxury and sit under my gourd and watch the world die. That ain't going to happen. Nope. No, no, no. In that Good day, seven, seven women will take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own bread and we will wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. That is oh, that yeah. is the beautiful image of leadership. Yep, that's the seven warrior women, two including the two hidden called nine. And they all found in your ever-loving mind. <laughs> now listen to this. People go on and on about Yusufruk. And they go, oh, they just, oh, God, did they bore me with this thing about Yusufruk. They have no idea what they're talking about because they have a, their mind is, is so corrupt that they actually think they can find some chit and get their heart's desire. It's unbelievably corrupt, you know. But listen to this. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious. Now, who is the branch? They say, well, the branch is Jesus. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. You know that that goes back to Joseph. That's what Joseph was called. Thou art the fruitful thou. The fruitful vine, the branch that went over the wall. Well, listen to the back half of that, Isaiah 4, 2. In that day shall the branch of the Lord, the branch of Yahweh, be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth. Now, what is the fruit of the earth? Is that not the use of fruit, the, the fruit of the earth? Who does the earth, the Lord says in, in another place, all the earth is mine, and ye are mere sojourners in it with me. The fruit of the earth is the usufruct. Who is the usufructory? The one in which the Lord chooses to make the husbandman, the one That's who it. is given to the trust, the one That's who it. can be trusted, the one who puts his back to the plow and does not look back. And what does <clears> it say? And the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are what? Escaped of Israel. Absolutely. Escaped of Israel. Somehow or another, you figured out how to get away from that church system. 
okay, that kept you beat down, okay? <laughs> All, right. All right. And you found a way to go out. I thought you done real good. I thought you done real good. I thought you hit on both sides of the street. You gave those that uh, had the knowledge of Scripture, Scripture, and then you elaborated in other areas that could help those get on board that may not have a handle on it. And see, this is what I've I've been saying, and and I really believe, and I've learned to do. I mean, uh, I taught a lot of people. I used to be in the audiovisual classes and. Uh, I would act as a disruptor, you know, when I was in med school. And uh, yet I would teach them how to go, and all of them failed except me, and I taught them all in about 10 minutes how to make a ace on the program. I took the test again, and hell, nobody got less than a B plus. So, I mean, if, if you can hang a thought in an individual's mind that they will contemplate and think on, so that we don't fight it. I mean, there's crap that I heard by the time I was knee-high to a puddle duck, and, I mean, Hector was a red uh, little pup under a red wagon with yellow wheels, as you used to say. But, I mean, the thing of it is, is that some of those stories stuck. Other aspects of it, until I found out the secrets of what they meant, man, they used to just bind me and hold me back and make you feel like the southbound end of a northbound jackass, you know? And uh, so, I mean, and and when you when you can share it and give this knowledge that you have, and, and you're an extremely educated young man. I mean, and and I don't mean that. What are you about forty something? Yeah, forty seven. Well, see there. I mean, you ain't no spring chicken. But the fact is, is that you you you're way younger than I am, and and about twenty years almost to be exact. But uh, to matter of fact, to be exact, maybe I don't know about to the day or the month, but I mean, MJ, you 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 will go extremely far um, because of this wisdom and knowledge. The only thing I have to caution you of is I remember RF uh, uh, deal work when I went to the Texas Bible College one time. I spent about three and a half hours with RF, and uh, he went on to become the uh, director of the Pasadena Bible College out there and so forth. I mean, real brilliant man, master's in the Greek. I mean, just sharp as a tack. Nice, fine fellow. And um, he told me, he said, Gary, he said, um, it's, you can't come here. I said, what do you mean? He said, there's nothing we have here we can teach you. He said, I don't know who has taught you. He said, but son, you know more right now than our graduates do. They were graduating with doctors and all kinds of stuff. Well, I got one of them things called a swole up head, you know. It took about six months for me to get a pen yeah. big enough, you know, to prick it and pump the air out of it. But the fact <laughs> of it is is that I began to realize real quick that there's gonna be areas that you and I may excel in. But the others can't go there. They can't paddle that payroll. We're getting that knowledge ahead of time. So when the time comes, we will have prepared ourselves to be able to share with them on whatever plane or parallel or existence that they're operating in so that they can get an understanding. If we can't blow the trumpet and give a clear sound, we don't have those type of meanings. And, and, and God bless you, and you have been blessed. 
I mean, uh, you've got these abilities. I mean, you're as good of a tongue. You could sell sheep shit to a sheep herder in Siberia. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that offensively. They told me that for years, you know. But here's the deal. Who is the greatest salesman? You're having to sell them the knowledge of life, liberty, freedom, etc., and you're selling it to them for free. That's the hardest damn sale there is to make. That's right. If you paid some money, they'd all write up. Look here, David. I mean, if you'd have told you something hard, damn, you'd do it. He's over 10. You'd just wash your nasty ass seven times, and here you are pitching and bitching. White Wolf. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, Matt. Are you? This is uh, about my wife for the energy and prayers that she could yeah. come and. I, and uh, there's no legal trouble or anything, so we just come in agreement with that, like you said in the email. Okay, you want her here, and she's not sick. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, no, no. I mean, because she's coming next week, but I didn't do the the like the the paperwork or the uh, petition, so. Uh, I see some things where it's okay, but just to come in agreement that that divine law will be manifested in the proper way. Okay, I'll tell you what. You put your thought of your wife and yourself and the knowledge of the Jubilee claim. Go back and listen. There's about five tapes here. Um, MJ is kind of like I was. We can get a little bit wordy, you know, kind of blowhardy, so forth and so on, but we mean well. We're just trying to give you all the... Um, dots and of the I's and the crossing of the T's so you get a handle. And sometimes if you're not seeing everybody um, or touching them firsthand, uh, you kind of have to put a lot of stuff out there. And so we, and he and and me uh, endeavor to butter the bread, so to speak, so that uh, yeah. if you like uh, bread and butter, you get a nice slice of it and it's tasty. But you put your mind on you, your wife, seeing her here, Everything fine, and those of you on the call that would visualize Matt and his wife here in the States, everything fine, and we'll run energy on them so that uh, all of these things come together and he can get the understanding of the Jubilee to make his claim, as we hope all the rest of you will be able to do as well. One, Shaki, and I'm not it to is taken out of it and but this is exciting man I mean this is really we live in just absolutely incredibly exciting times and yeah. you know if you can't get fired up to know that this is your life 
that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. And that, you know, these things are coming true right before your very eyes as proof after proof after proof. And I don't know how many more proofs you need. But Amen. It, it literally is um, encouraging, exciting, and, and now I'm going to flip the analogy. Instead of talking about the mind, let's talk about St. Paul said, I wish to present you as a chaste virgin. You say, well, how can the whore become a virgin? Well, wash yourself. Wash those feet. Present yourself pure. How long did it take Esther to present herself to the king? A full year. Esther had to bathe in essential oils, which is you know, akin to purifying herself so that she could be presentable uh, to the king. All right? And listen to Revelation chapter 12. And the woman fled into the wilderness. Well, as you go forth to make your claim in Jubilee, for what cause do you make your claim? So that you may go into the wilderness and worship the Lord apart from the house of bondage. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God. You hear that? Where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there. I mean, she ain't getting fed anymore by the hands of pastors who basically eat the best of the field, and then they muddy the field with their boots, and they stomp, and, you know, the good food is gone. They just leave the scraps and the weeds for for the congregation, you know. No, this woman goes into the wilderness where she hath the place prepared of God, that they should feed her there 1,203 score days, 1,260. Add it up, it's nine. 144,000 added up. It's nine. They fed her. They fed her. That's right. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against and, and his angels. Think about that now. The heavens, the earth is your outer self, your lower self. The heavens is your higher self. Okay? In other words, Armageddon has already happened in your lower nature. You've put you've put all those carnal thoughts. Those, what did Saint Paul say? He said, "I die daily." Okay, and those carnal thoughts and desires are disciplined and put to death, in the sense that they are they are brought into subjection to the higher mind, and so therefore there would be war in heaven as there is a internal struggle. Okay. And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. In other words, in other words, the higher mind in you prevails against the carnal mind. And there is no place left in you again. Remember what Jesus said, can a kingdom divided stand? It cannot. The strong man has to be bound by one even stronger and throw him out. All right. Now let's continue. 
And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. And I would, I would just a student, just, just go look at Hebrews chapter two verse fourteen. In other words, Jesus says, "He who would seek to save his life will lose his life. He who would lose his life for my sake will save it." In other words, are you willing to pick up that sword and go forth as an ambassador to the kingdom of God? Are you willing to stand before the worldly potentates with such trust in the Holy Spirit that you will be given the words? You don't have to premeditate what you will say. It will be given unto you what to say. Amen. Okay. So listen to this verse, 12.12. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens. In the begin, uh, what does it say? In the beginnings, Elohim created Hashemayim, the heavens, and Haharetz, the earth. The heavens is your higher self; the earth is your lower self. All right, rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Now look at that. We've got the law of the land and the law of the sea. For the the devil, the adversary, has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he has but a short time. Think about that. Think about your internal struggle when when you as Moses go before the Pharaoh and say, let my people go. You think the Pharaoh did not know that something was up? He knows his time is short. Now listen to verse 14. And the woman... And the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a times from the face of the serpent. Now, the serpent is our carnal nature. The serpent is the spine. The serpent is the central nervous system. Who who nourishes the woman? Who prepares the place for the woman? All right. Now listen to verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And there was enmity between the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. You got that? That is enmity between the higher self and the lower self. And St. Paul said the same guy with think to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. And what does the remnant of her seed do? Which keep the commandments of God, the law of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, the testimony of Jesus Christ is a defined, it is, that term is defined. Let me look it up, and I'll, and I'll explain that exactly what I mean. The testimony of Jesus Christ is a defined term, and we can find it. Uh, um, oh, geez. Let's see if I can find it here. Well, you look can for that, it, and I'll just quote this here. You go ahead and look for it, and I'll, I'll paddle a boat for you. Uh, if you folks uh, will look up a man named Paucianus, P-A-U-S-I-A-N-U-S, 
Uh, he is a historian about 318 uh, current era, or era. And uh, he's also quoted by A.W. Robinson's Worst Studies, 1938, Volume 6, Lexington, Kentucky. It's a Baptist seminary. And uh, the guy was brilliant on letters, and, and he quoted from Pausianus at Volume 10, Section 12. And he said, Zeus, Zeus, Pater, Vitarius, Saul Invictus, the Invincible Son. What he was saying is, Zeus, Zeus, Jesus, Jesus. Pater is the father victorious. Because Jesus and Zeus is implying an enlightened state of mind. And further he goes on calling it Jupiter because it's the largest planet. So it's the most evolved aspect, let's say, in what we would call the solar system. Further, Saul Invictus. Saul is the sun. Invictus meaning it's invincible. No life would prevail here if it were not for the sun. And so as you begin to look at this, he's telling you that this great invincible mind, this enlightened, illuminated mind, if we don't have that Jesus, that teacher, we will not be able to open and exalt the anointed Christo state because we will not know how to activate it. MJ, you probably got it by now. Go ahead. Okay, so the time I'm going to read four verses, and then I'm going to go to uh, the epistles of John, and then I'm going to wrap up. Okay, Revelation 19.7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. All right, you got that? Present yourself as a chaste virgin. In other words, you have made yourself ready. You have... You have trusted the word. So, remember, he gave it John three sixteen. He gave his only begotten Son. And whosoever believeth, don't let don't be fooled by the word believe. The word is go check me out. It means to entrust or place your trust. And if you have placed your trust in the word, then you will do the things of the word. And 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 the word says, why call me Lord, and you don't do what I tell you to do. And to her, the woman who had made herself ready was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Okay, this woman is a church. The woman is is the body ecclesia, which keeps the testimony of Jesus Christ. So let's get to it. What is the testimony of Jesus Christ? Okay, so again, and he said, he said unto me, Right blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. In other words, don't worship the men and the women who bring you this message. They are just messengers. You cannot elevate the messenger in your mind above yourself. See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You got that? They got the testimony of Jesus in their mouth, and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. All right? And now we'll go to the epistles of John 
and we're going to read about this anointing. If I can, if I can find it. <laughs> All right, Jeez. Okay, here it is. First uh, John is the Epistles of John. First John, chapter two, verse twenty-seven. He says, "But these things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you." But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things, and is, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, what does Acts 17.28 say? It says, in him we live, we move, and have our being. For he is our great king, and we his joints, we his ligaments, we his bones, we his tendons, and he is the head, okay? But we make up the body. And it goes on and says, even as some of your own poets, prophets, have said. Not just a scriptural reading, but from people all over the world. All over the world. All nations, all prophets get their inspiration from the ever-living. That's what he's telling you right now. In him, we live, move, and we have this knowledge, this existence. But we must focus on it and turn to it. Then it can and will deliver us. Absolutely. So when you look at the the book of Thomas, and people will tell you, no, that that should not be in the in the canon. It was refused. Uh, I refused to eat at that book. And you say, okay. Um, then you shouldn't eat that book, okay? Um, but I recognize the wisdom by which it is written, and I can eat at it all day long. And I can, um, I recognize the same wisdom that is written in the book of Thomas as in, in uh, the book of Enoch, as is in the book of Adam and Eve. And whereas people, uh, the book of Jasher, okay, the book of Wisdom, the book of Tobit, and people will say, well, these Books are not in the canon. Well, so be it. Then you can't eat from that. But let me tell you something, friends. In that Ark of the Covenant, there were three items. There was the the Aaron's rod that budded, clearly the New Testament. There is the two tablets, clearly the Old Testament. And then there was this other thing. It was a golden bowl, and it was full of hidden manna. And only those who are called to that particular by the graces and the mercies of God may eat at that. And then they become strong. They eat at that meat. Then they eat at strong meat. And their mind is made harder than flint, harder than a diamond. And you can't mess with these people, okay? You can't mess with them. You'll try, but you can't mess with them. Their mind is made harder than a diamond, all right? That there is when they're sealed. That's when they're sealed in their forehead by the angels, the messengers, the knowledge of true light. Yes. <laughs> See, if it's in your forehead and it's in your right hand, what is your right hand? Man, that's my right-hand man over there. Don't be jacking with Brother John. Why? Because John is your main go-to man. So if it's in your right hand and in your forehead, you're telling them in that analogy that you put your full faith, support, credit, life, debt, property, everything on it. You're doing more than even what they're calling the founding fathers did for this country. 
That's right. Exactly, because we're doing it for ever, for all the brethren, everyone that's ever lived and will ever live. And and remember, I told you when Jesus spoke to the the, the twelve, the seventy, and he said, "Behold, I give you power to tread on uh, serpents and scorpions." Well, listen to Revelation nine four. I'll do it for you. And it com- and it and it was commanded them them who the locust go the locust what Joel chapter three read of the locust army which sweeps the face of the earth and takes everything has it not and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither any green thing neither any tree in other words the nation states the trees the trees of righteousness the nation states but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And it was and to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment is the torment of the scorpion when it striketh the man. Now listen to this. The waters raged upon the face of the earth when Moses was in his ark for 150 days. Now that's about five months, as far as I can tell. Okay, well, that's and now five let, that's and let five me tell you something. Too. That's of course, is also. So, so what I'm saying is, is Noah went into his consciousness, his ark. It wasn't Noah who could slam the door on it because he was in there. He brought the good aspects of him by seven. He brought the bad aspects of him by twos. He brought his desires, which were good by seven. He brought his uh, ugly desires by two. Okay, he brought everything that he is into that ark, and God slammed the door. Okay, that is so good. What I'm saying is that is good. Is it seven and two nine? Okay, but there's only one captain of that one ark. So that ark, in a sense, is the true. The ark is the woman. The ark is the consciousness, the mind of that woman who sups at the mouth of God, who sees, who can even it, eat at things that the that the modern church can't eat at because they don't have stomach for it. They, they're on the milk. They can't eat at strong meat. Okay, so now let's look at a scorpion. What does a scorpion do? If the Bible talks about a scorpion, then you better go look at a scorpion. What does it do? A scorpion injects his poison into the victim. Now, the scorpion does not have a stomach. So so what happens is what happens is the scorpion must inject his poison into the um the victim and the poison uh goes into the victim and the enzymes break the victim down and the skin of the victim becomes the the stomach for the scorpion and then the scorpion comes back later punches his little straw through there and and eats his slurpee. And what has been told to you? Those who are stung by the scorpion have no backbone. They can't stand. The ones that tell you to take my gun from my cold, dead hands are are the biggest pussies that ever walked the face of this earth. All right? (laughs) All right? The man that says nothing but sits in the corner quiet is the man you want to roll with. All right? All right? The the guy who just goes on and on, he has no spine. He can't stand for anything. Oh, he says he can. He says when the day of trouble 
comes, and you can roll with him, but he's not been tested. And I'll tell you something right now from being in the military. You do not go into combat with an untested man. That's correct. Okay. Uh, MJ, we got one question that just come up. We got a new uh, shovel in here, steam shovel. Please explain or talk about the Jubilee that is supposed to be happening now, and how do we register for the release, being debtors and recognized as a creditor in Western astrology, simply make the claim and send it to the Pope, uh, number nine says. Steam Shovel, you've got about five tapes going backwards that will explain to you the reasons why. And you have to have that kind of a knowledge because if they challenge you, you're going to have to be able to stand and give a defense, an answer. And um, um, he has explained it. Uh, MJ has done a brilliant job over this time to explain it uh, so that hopefully everybody can get a handle on it. Um, now, if he wants to elaborate again on this uh, basis, your question, that's fine. But I would like to also tell you all this. Uh, MJ and them are really doing um, a lot of things, evidently, like we're doing down here. Um, he's uh, He hasn't had to have a physical job, and yet the guy's a trained engineer. I mean, he's got, I mean, you, you, you can listen to him. You can tell he's got smarts to spare, so to speak. But the fact of it is, is that uh, he's talking with people in his area, and uh, they have come up uh, with a way to buy grain and and different things that uh, you know at, at a good rate and so forth and so on. And he's got water machines and filters and things like that. Uh, some of you that um, I'm sure he'd be glad to type his uh, his uh, number in there, and then I'll copy the chat to the best of my ability and send it to all of you that's on the call plus 174 total. But uh, you might need to have somebody that you know that's in a lifeline where you can pick up materials from. And um, that's uh, basically, I mean, what we've been doing, trying to set up and so forth here. But uh, the Jubilee claim, I'm throwing it back to MJ. He's done such a brilliant job. There ain't no sense of me muddy in no water because the guy knows what he's talking about. And um, he, he's been excellent uh, in his delivery and is endeavoring to take and reach us all from country bumpkin to intellectual um, uh, Harvard grad, as the man said. So, uh, MJ Rich, and uh, it's your dime twist the dog's tail. Okay. I'll just say this, that um, I want to just say one thing, that um, I had a conversation with two lawyers, actually, uh, last week. And... Uh, uh, Ten years ago, you'd have said to me, well, you need to get a lawyer. I would have just said to you, okay, gross, man. I don't want to – why would I want to do that? When you understand um, access to the law, you know, I have no problem at all. I can wield the sword, and, and I literally um, was speaking to two last week, and they – both testified to me with without guile or deceit. They said, you know more law than we are taught at the university. She said, we typically learn this stuff on the job. She says, but I'm telling you, what you just told us today is more law of how this stuff actually works than we ever got in a law degree. 
So don't think just because the guy standing in front of you has got an old pair of ratty blue jeans and a T-shirt that he's uh, he's not the wisest one in the room. Be careful how we judge people, all right? The one who's wearing the three-piece suit may have may have the fancy office of everything, but the smartest one in the room may be wearing some blue jean shorts and a white T-shirt. All right, so what I'm saying to you is, is study to show thyself approved unto God. Okay, all right. We study to show ourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And what is the word? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And if you think for one second that the world around you is not moving according to this word, think again. Okay? And let me tell you something. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear the message that's been put forth in these tapes, then you are called. Okay? And you are called to be a witness. Okay? And you are... in in. And there is no guarantee that, you know, your witness will go smooth, okay, and that your witness with hey, you know, all the comforts of your flesh will be satiated. Just the opposite. You might get roughly handled a little bit, all right? And uh, they say, well, I don't want that. Well, those who would, those who would save their lives will lose their lives, all right? Jesus said, I did not come. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, I did not come to bring peace. He said, I came to bring a, I came to bring a sword, and I will divide even unto the families. Now, you listen to that. And if, you're called to, if you are called to hear, hear and see, then you know darn good and well what I'm talking about. Even the people in your family look at you like you're an outsider, like you're a stranger. They have no idea what you're talking about most of the time, and so most of the time you don't open, you don't even open your mouth because it's almost a waste of time to even open your mouth. Okay, but you go forth anyway because you are pressed forward. You know that that you can't even stop going forward because the moment you go, you stop going forward, you become very unhappy. And the moment that you press forward to help those who are blind, who hate you, okay, because they don't understand, who call you all sorts of vile names because they don't understand. They don't understand that you press forward actually in, in for their benefit. But they see you as Gnostic. They see you as evil. They see you as being legalistic. And unfortunately, these are, are blind fools. And what does the scripture say? The blind lead the blind, and they both end up in the ditch. So what are you? You're, are you the leader? Are you the one that God has chosen such that seven women will grab a hold of the hem, of the hem, the blue at the edge of the garment? Will you be the one to lead them out of the house of bondage? And maybe you are. All right, so if you are that one, be strong because you have nothing to fear. 
because he says 10,000 will fall on your right and 1,000 on your left, but it shall not come nigh to your door. Because your door, your door is sealed. Your door, the lintel over your door is sealed in the name Yahweh-Vaveh. All right, because you trust. You just don't believe there's a God. What kind of horse shit is that? <laughs> if you believed there was a God, you'd get to worship him. No, you don't believe it. Come on, man. If you really trust and believe and know, then you would obey. All right? So let's quit playing games. Like Jimmy said, let's quit talking falsely now. The hour's getting late. All along the watchtower, two riders were approaching. You see them, the Old and New Testament? And the wind began to howl. Got spirit, man. In those days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. You, You hear in the prophesying? I mean, I can feel it on my neck right now. You hear in the prophesying? I mean, look out there on your YouTube, man. The sons and daughters are prophesying, man. How many more proofs you need? That has a double meaning. That word prophesy has a double meaning, folks. It means, one, either to foretell what the future is, or it means to foretell. And you're hearing one telling and foretelling, explaining, expounding upon the secrets that are hidden in these documents. So that you can understand and you can feel the life essence in you. I know you can. I feel it too. It, it's everywhere. But you have to feel after it. And it's always going to feel back because it's always been waiting for you to. You used to sing an old song and said, I'm standing, waiting at the door. Well, till we're willing for that door to be opened. We may be jarred a time or two, but we have to make the choice. That's what the Jubilee claim is all about. Are you going to back your ass up and get your ear punched by uh, the all? And uh, in case you're wondering, that's where men learned to wear earrings. didn't have that to do with women. Women was a, a mark of beauty, and yet they were considered property in a sense. But the man, when he had that earring, God damn it. He said he was a perpetual slave forever. Mm-hmm. So think about what you're saying and doing. Our words, our actions, they mean something. It's old crap about what these preachers teach down at the damn local. Bring it all down so I can get all I can, and then I'm on a can all I get. You need to wake up. I mean, these people are selling you a bill of damn goods, and you're not even getting no groceries to put in the wagon. Now listen to this. When the Lord told Hosea to go forth and marry this whore, she bore a son, and he said, call his name Jezreel. Now that word Jezreel has a double meaning. It means to sow and to reap. Okay? And we're sowing our seed tonight. We are sowing our seed in the minds of all those who would hear. Now, whether or not the seed conceives and bears bears children, who knows? 
It shall okay. not come back void, damn it. What goes it shall out not come shall back void. not come back void. I agree. It's going to multiply one back. way or another. It is not going to come back void. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I misspoke. We are sowing our seed. We are Jezreel. We are sowing our seed, and our seed shall be reaped. All right? Reaped unto us individually? No. For can the thumb argue against the toe? No. They are all part of the same body. All right? So I am not as Cain. I am my brother's keeper. And so we sow our seed in hope that our brethren will hear and that, you know, that the the children that are birthed in them will help to change this city. The city will be renewed. This place of, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah as it is today will be destroyed, okay? Because remember, the spiritual place where our Lord was crucified is Sodom and Egypt. Now you think about that. The spiritual place where our Lord is crucified is Sodom and Egypt. You say, well, I thought it was Golgotha. Well, you got that right, too. The skull. Yep. But where upon, where in the consciousness was our Lord crucified? Within the five sense, limited carnal mind. Which yes, only man. seeks, which only Give seeks his own. a cigar, damn it. Give him a damn good cigar. He needs a camp cap fever and a half a gallon of RC from the Queen. Hot damn, that's good, MJ. Well, that's it. So let's, let's just, you know, if you're appointed, you know, what did Esther, what did Mordecai tell, tell Hadassah? He said, he said, that myrtle tree, that myrtle, you hear it? Where all the birds of heaven come to sit in that all-spice tree, okay, that myrtle, the, the house of wisdom. You hear Sophia calling you, okay, as she comes forth and she says, as, as her uh, uncle says to her, have you come into the kingdom at such a time as this? Have you come into the kingdom for such a time as this? And we find ourselves at a point of, of fear, as absolute fear, you look out your window, Ophelia against the window. For her, I'm so afraid. On her 22nd birthday, she's still an old maid. Her her sin is her lifelessness. You got that? Yep. Her sin's her lifelessness. She looks out her windows, her eyes at the world, and she makes everything according. Okay, so, so the fear, it literally just... How many times have we read in the scriptures, fear not? But listen to this. Look look at the world. Okay, here's the world. They shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat. And with bitter destruction, I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them and the poison of serpents of the dust. The sword without and terror within shall destroy both the young man and the virgin the suckling also with the man of gray hairs. Now, look at that. The man with gray hairs is supposed to be wise. Is there any wisdom in him? Is there any wisdom in him? For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, 
that they would consider their latter end. Yes. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rhymes had, listen to this now, how should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock, uppercase R, had sold them, and Yadhe Vadhe had shut them up. And go check out the Hebrew. It means fenced them in. Now, you look around and tell me, does it feel like you're fenced in a little bit? Does it feel like you can't figure out which way is up and which way is down? <laughs> you know? Well, it's part of the plan. So maybe you might turn back. You might be tired of eating that damn hog slop. And you might say, even the servants in the house of my father have better than I got it. <laughs> maybe That's I'm going to turn back to his house. Okay? All right? <laughs> so, I agree with you. It's 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 Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Donaldson here in Northern California. I'm just listening in. I was going to ask you guys if you could talk about um, the elect and what uh, and what kind of experience will the elect have in the end times and tribulation if they get. You know, I mean, of course, th there's the story of the rapture. Some have different interpretations of it, right? So, presuming that there's not going to be an upliftment where people physically leave, right? Those who are elect, right, will still be here, but I believe that they will have a different experience from the the, the average um, experience of suffering, see, that goes on for those that are not of the elect and that choose a different path of, of unrighteousness, see. But my question, again, is, is ultimately... Uh, to 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 ask about that the elect and 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 will the experience be different because i feel confident you know yet i can see tragedy all around me and i feel like i've reached the the peak of human achievement the mind is the mind is is so pervasive it's absolutely all encompassing and i feel like i'm at the helm you know a master of my ship you know, with God actually as the governor. When I look down and I look at my governor, I go, okay, which direction do I want to go in? Go hey, ahead. Um, hey, uh, um, Donaldson, uh, I left my email address in the uh, in the chat line. I've done a um, let me see here. I I put together um, years ago a 28-page. Um, um, writing missive on the elect going through the scriptures and and you're exactly right that the experience of those that are uh the 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 elect children of that of that woman the woman is the church the elect are a body of uh, men and women who occupy within that body ecclesia um now it is of not it's not of their it's by the graces and mercies of god because the thoughts and the desires which are placed in them are necessarily um, uh, well, I'll just put it to you like this there is there is the woman that is being prepared to be a bride, and there already is a married lady and and there is a difference in those two houses, okay, and maybe hopefully that's not above your head but um, there already is a married lady, and she is in the earth today, okay? And so uh, they will not be taken out of this, out of this uh, world. 
that that all the way to the very end when Kronos puts in his sickle and oh yes friends there's your mythology and you say oh god Michael don't you're not mixing again are you listen go to the minor prophets and read about it put in your sickle for the harvest is ready and the grapes they're fat they're overripe you don't harvest grapes for the sickle you don't harvest grapes for the sickle and Kronos is the god of harvest people and he carries a sickle okay Kronos is Saturn and Saturn comes back around and it will tear your ass up is it the one or the ten okay or it will lift you out light as a child okay but you got to give away that stone okay okay I'm just saying is that you want to hold that grudge I mean, there is, there are those. Saint Paul had three, three commissions: one to the kings and queens. When they read the scriptures, they read it in a totally different light than most people read the scriptures. And until you have that princely mind placed in you, and you start to see that Adam is not necessarily a man, but Adam is a state, and Eve is the church. Adam is the leadership. Eve is the congregation, and until that mind is put in you, then you've not come to one who has power with Yale. You've not come to Israel. Okay. Yeah, and see, and, when you made that statement, Adam, so another thing they need to understand is that the binary aspect is contained within the Adam. We're male and female, made he them, and bless them, and call their name singular adam singular we're both aspects it's learning to master this to understand it um, to be able to utilize it to exercise it to manifest it but you see you have to first understand that's why it says you are all gods and then it says but you shall die like one of the princes the reason it says that is that if you do not understand this concept You'll die just like any every other ordinary, everyday man. And yet we just had an individual not too long ago up in around Kansas City, St. Louis. That individual was 300 and some odd years of age. And somebody said, well, why did he die? I guess he got tired of living and putting up with the crap here. I mean, but uh, he's not the oldest one. I mean, there's others around the world. But, man, they're not going to talk about this here. This will mess up the damn insurance program. It might get you to believe and you might be able to. You see, Moses, he can't do for Moses what he can't do for you. I straightened my eyes out one time using that very scripture. I couldn't read a damn sign going down I-35 in San Antonio. And I said, well, wait a minute here, Bubba Rubble. You got to do for me what you did for Moses. Now, you said his eye hadn't dimmed and his eyesight hadn't abated and his forces hadn't uh, uh, diminished. Now, let's get it up and square away. And just like popping a light switch, man, my right eye straightened out. See, that's what you're having to understand. This this mind is already in us. It's just, damn, we got to wake up and understand. It said, receive ye. You know what receive means? I used to think it meant, well, I've got to wait till it's given to me. It don't mean that at all. 
in that particular scripture in Acts 238, and every Pentecost in the world knows how to chop you down and shoot your ass full of 38 holes. I mean, I'm here to tell you. What it really means is take it, act on it, operate it. It's already yours. What's in your hand, Moses? You've got to take this and get it up and use it. Every time you and I talk about this, every time we act on this, don't you understand we are setting our brethren free worldwide? We're the fire that's in the earth. We're the so what you're saying, that the same. with an interjection, I just would like to add that um, what, what it sounds like you're saying is that the elect, right, would not are not a body of, of uh, individuals that uh, are chosen, right? But instead, are a body of individuals who have made the decision to operate from a righteous perspective. Well, hold, hold on a minute, Donaldson. Hold on a second here. Let me just hold on a second here. Okay, by the mercies and the graces of Yahweh, or I'll say uh, El El Yon. By the mercies and graces of the all, um, we have the thought that we should discipline our five cents limited mind. Okay, because listen to Jeremiah one seven. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. In other words, Jesus says. Of myself, I may do nothing, but the Spirit which works through me. In other words, he's not clinging to his own. He's not clinging to his own ideas and his own... He eats the Passover meal fully clothed with his shoes on as a symbol to those who might look on that when the instruction comes from the Lord, I'm gone. And I'm not going to... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It further states there... Say not, I am a child. Say, I'm a man. He's telling mm-hmm. you, you've got to quit confessing the weakest, limited aspect and idea and get your ass on up there to the Godhood state where you're Israel, one that has the power of a God. Now, if you want to keep confessing that you, Jacob, down there trying to change, then you ain't never going to get nowhere. You've got to get your butt over here to Israel, one that has the power of a God. Now, go ahead, MJ. Uh- Okay, let's let's. I'm gonna rock it here. We're going to spend. I'm gonna spend a little time here. I won't keep us too long, but I, I'm gonna go through it. <laughs> Jeremiah one eight. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. In other words, you're now under the administration of the Holy Spirit, and those who are under the administration of the Holy Spirit are trustees, husbandmen unto the kingdom of God, and they will serve the orders of the Holy Spirit when they come forth. And if they conflict with the worldly orders, too bad. They're going to serve the orders. They are trustees unto the Most High and uh, serving their king. Okay? Now, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Don't you worry about what you're going to say when they deliver you up to their councils and all. Don't you worry about that at all. See, I have this day set thee over the nations. Let me read that again. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. In other words, 
whatever it is that the Lord needs done, you're going to do it. If you That's are it. called to that estate, then you're going to do it. All right? Now, law, Romans law, 8, 20. Huh? Go ahead. Lawman just confirmed and affirmed what you're saying. He said, I become a Israelite. Hot damn, that's exactly what we want him to hear and say. And he, at Romans eight twenty seven, and he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit. Let me say that again. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The saints are ready to do the will of God. When the order comes, they move. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. In other words, they are trustees undertaking in the kingdom. Okay? You look at the kingdoms of man, they are a perfect image of the government of God. The trustees which undertake in the kingdom of man hold the trust of that kingdom for the public good. Okay? Now, I know there's carnality involved, but it is a miracle. Okay, for him he did foreknow, for, uh, Romans eight twenty nine. for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. The image of Elohim is the spiritual man. The likeness of Elohim is the celestial man. Okay, now, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, he might be the firstborn among many brethren. There's many brethren, okay? So we, we continue on, okay? We're going to talk about the sons of Zadok. The sons of Zadok are the sons of righteousness. Now listen to it. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge in my sanctuary, that, remember Hosea 4, 6, Thou hast rejected knowledge, thou, therefore thou shalt be no priest unto me, and I shall forget thee and thy children, okay? Because thou hast forgotten my, my law, I shall forget thee and thy children. But the sons of Zadok, the righteous, that kept the charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me, and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith Yahweh Elohim. These are your elect. These are the ones who keep the charge, who stay in the field, who stay the, who, are, who will not leave the battleground. Are you the warrior priest? There's the book of Joshua there for a reason. Are you the special forces? Are you the hundred that going to be called to come forth to 300, three troops of 100. 100 always for elect. Wherever you see the number 100 in the scriptures, it's for the elect. All right? And Gideon led his three groups of 100, and they kicked ass. All right? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right? In other words, it wasn't by Gideon's strength, but he was willing because he got the order and he went, and they kicked ass. All right? And they, and they, they who, the, the dock shall enter into my sanctuary, and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me, and they shall keep my charge. All right? Because the dock don't fuck around. All right? <laughs> I'm sorry. The time for little, you know, niceties and all are gone. All right? They keep the charge. They don't vacillate. And it shall come to pass that when they enter in the gates of the inner court, 
They shall be clothed with linen garments. And what did it say about the woman in Revelation uh, 19? That she puts on the fine linen, white and fine, for that white linen is the righteousness of the saints. And they say, well, hold on a minute here, son. Now you've been gone too far. It says it's the righteousness of the saints. The, the saints don't have any righteousness. They have to rely on Jesus Christ. And, I, and we just read a minute ago that he would be the firstborn of many brethren. All right. And, and, and it shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with linen garments, and no wool shall come upon them whilst they minister in the gates of the inner court and within. Within, the kingdom of God is within you. They shall have linen bonnets upon their heads and shall have linen breeches upon their loins, and they shall not gird themselves with anything that causes sweat. All right? Now, what happens when they go out into the outer court? Those who are not priests unto the Most High, who have forgotten the law of God and who do not do the law of God and tell you that the law of God is done away with, and when they go forth into the outer court, even into the outer court to the people, they shall put off their garments wherein they ministered. Ministered to who? Unto God, because they stand as a high priest. Do they minister unto God in full sight for all the people to see? Hell no. They go into the inner court, and they lay them in the holy chambers, and they shall put on other garments, and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments. All right, now what about these elect? 44.10, and the Levites that are gone away far from me. Now hold on a minute, friends. The Levites were the priests, and we have this class that have gone away far from me when Israel went astray, which went astray from me after their idols. Idols? What idols? Self, self-love, money, fame, power, comfort, just, I mean, there's only a thousand. There's, I, mean, I mean, they shall even bear their iniquity, yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having charge at the gates of the house and ministering to the house, but they cannot go into the inner court. Those that left his charge, they cannot come to the Holy of Holies, to the inner court. They can stand at the gate, but they cannot come to the face-to-face. Do you want proof? And verse 13, And they shall not come near unto me to do the office of a priest unto me, nor to come near to any of my holy things in the most holy place, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. All right? Now, we have to make sure that we rightly divide the word because we realize that there is a place called Armageddon and that this place called Armageddon is the place where all the, the, the carnal desires and thoughts, the spotted cattle of Jacob are all... Are, Jacob was so proud of his spotted cattle. He didn't want any of those white, clean uh, cattle that Laban had. He wanted his spotted cattle and Laban said, they're all yours. You made your deal, they're all yours. Keep them all. So proud of them. Well, there's your thoughts where you mix carnality in with uh, the emotions, and it's all, uh, it's birthed nothing but desolation upon desolation upon desolation. All right? For many are the children of the desolate one. All right? 
Why is why is Sarah over there weeping? Okay, where are her children? Where is the righteous priest that can sow seed in her? Okay, because when Abram was uncircumcised, he couldn't get her pregnant. It wasn't until he was circumcised that she was able to become pregnant. More, Romans 8.30, Moreover whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, then them he also justified. And whom he justified, then he glorified. So uh, all of this literally is within you. All of these things, you don't want to start thinking that this is without you. And you want to start pointing the finger and saying, I'm of this wonderful estate and this guy over here is not. Okay, that's wrong. Okay, there are um, the 12 that are in the boat of, in, of your consciousness that are elect and called. Okay, these are your natures and they will be disciplined of the higher mind according to God because at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, he says, leaving the principal doctrines of Christ, let us now push on into perfection, and this we will do if God permit. So, uh, MJ, MJ. Yes, sir. Can you terminate yeah, right here? Can you terminate here real close? Because, uh, okay, I'm we sorry. I, I, I get on a roll, and, and I'll be here half the night. Well, okay. hey, thank you. But let me, Thank you for that. Nothing. I mean, that did clear it up uh, with the elect. I was I was able to kind of get a more, better idea from from your quote of scripture. Okay, there. well, yeah. let me just let me just quote one other one other real quick, and then I'll wrap up and I'll say this to you right here. And the disciples came and they said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables, riddles, allegories, dark sayings? He said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. And so I asked I ask you, friend, I mean, when we're talking about the the temple, he said, St. Paul said, no, you're not, you are the temple of God. And and we look at the super, the super conscious, the subconscious, and the conscious mind. And we look at the emotions, and we look at the different houses that are inside of these different minds, okay? And these are the deeper things that Jesus said. I, I taught you these earthly things. I, you didn't understand that. How can I teach you, you know, heavenly things? How can you hear those? And the point is, is he didn't take his elect out of the earth. You, you understand? He didn't take his elect out of the earth. So when you look at, in other words, there's remnants from. If you look at Adam as the most ancient church, Adam and Eve as the most ancient church, and the doctrines and the philosophies that have been handed down to the posterity, there's remnants of those doctrines and philosophies, remnants of understanding of perception that have been passed down even to this late time. Okay, and they're still here with us. You got that? These archetypes in the mind, they're still here. All right, and and so before we get big headed and go, well, it's all going to go to hell and the remnant or the election or whatever. Okay, well, how about we just say, by the graces and the mercies of God, if I have given eyes to see or given a calling to do, then I shall go and I shall do and I shall give glory unto the Most High. 
And that's all. That's all you can do. That's it. You're done. There is no, I'm of this estate, not whatever. No, you're done. That's it. I agree. And, Jim, you remember the time frame that we have because you notice the most effective uh, teaching aspects that we have in the time. MJ, thank you. Thank uh, you. Young man, we thank you for calling in. Um, You'll be back same time, same station, as the fellow said, next week. Those of you that would like to come, we'd love to have you. But, uh, Brother Jim, uh, you got that dog, can you twist his tail? Oh, yeah, Brother, I got it. And uh, like I said, we've been on here right at two and a half hours. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I want to thank you, White Wolf, and you also, Michael Joseph, for bringing forth the, this knowledge that everybody's looking for and we all need. And uh, I do appreciate y'all answering the questions and everything that the people are asking and typing in. To hopefully, which I do believe that the, the, the divine creator is manifesting his power and understanding to each and every one of us so we, that we can go forward and be blessed and be more of an overcomer each and every day. And what's that? I said amen. Thank you for the opportunity to come to the call and talk. I really appreciate the opportunity to just share this knowledge. And uh, and obviously, if I were to plan to try to put together what I said tonight, I would have had to plan for months. But when the spirit comes on top of me, I don't even have to work at it. It just flows, and I, it just, I can't I don't even have to work at it. So... It's it's awesome. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, Yahweh be blessed. Yeah, Yahweh bless you, Michael Joseph, also, and thank you again. I mean, folks, after this, you know, the call, when it uploads and everything, you can go back and listen to it or even download it for your archives if you want to. And that way you'll have it to where you can go over and listen to it, where you can get a good understanding of what's, what Michael Joseph and White Wolf are saying. That way we're not just hearers, but we're doers by applying the divine law. And with that, uh, you know, like I said, again, White Wolf, thank you so much, and you too, Michael Joseph, for bringing this forward. And... Uh, and with that, you know, you know, I'm going to end the call. Uh, you know, you, I wish each and every one you come back next week, same time, same place. You know, the call starts roughly at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, those of that you can, would love to have you come back. With that, thank you very much. Yeah. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. And with that, I'm going to end the call. Good night, everyone. Y'all be blessed.